to understand this series and you pay atten- close attention and not only hear, but decide in your heart that you are going to practice this. This will change your life. This will change your understanding about God. I really believe this with all of my heart. So I really want you to put on your seatbelt. Amen? <laughs> and get ready. Because I believe this series is going to change your life. And my life. Amen? It's going to make what God has given to us from the Word of God real, easy, and simple. So you can receive from God. Amen. I titled this, How the Holy Spirit Leads. How you can be led by God. How to be led by the Holy Spirit. That's what this message is all about. To give you understanding in the inward man, inside you. So you know and you cannot be deceived. And you know what God says about How many of you will truly like God to speak to you, to hear God's voice? How many of you? you without a doubt, you know that this is God speaking to me. I, I have no doubt. How many of you would like to have that? i like to know that. Many times you hear people say, well, God spoke to me. And you're wondering. And most Christians do wonder. How do they know it was God that spoke to them? Have you been there? I have been there. I'm wondering, how did they know God spoke to them? And sometimes they will actually tell you what God said. And then you actually see what God spoke to them come to pass. And you're wondering, he's just like me or she's just like me. How did you know that it was God that was speaking to you? So how many want to be sure that this is God speaking to me? In life... We are faced with a lot of decisions that we have to make. Constantly. We have to make decisions. And some decisions are very difficult to make. Because they have strong influence on what will happen to you in your future. You make the wrong decision and it's going to truly upset your future. And you can't change it anymore. How do I get God to help me? Make this right decision so that I don't suffer in my future. God has a destiny for every one of us. And he speaks to us. But if you don't follow his guidance, you will suffer. And so, how do I get God to guide me so that I don't make that wrong decision and I'm in the place where God wants me and I'm doing what God wants me to do so that God can reach out and prosper and bless what he's called me to do. So I know I'm doing what God called me to do. So I don't care about what's going on because I'm doing exactly what, what God asked me to do. And I'm where God wants me to be. And so if I'm where God wants to do, me to be, I'm going to be blessed. He's going to be there. The very difficult decisions. Who to marry for young people? Where to stay? Should I move to the other city? Business. What do I do? Should I change profession? 
Somebody brings you a, a, a business idea and it sounds really good. And they're promising you and telling you everything that's, that's good. And your head is saying, wow, this is from God. Are you sure it's really from God? How do you know if it's from God? Because making that decision, following through with what you think is right, may destroy your life and your family and in the future. Many people have gone away from God's will and they're just out there. Wondering, and things keep going down because they are not where God wants them to be. It's so important. What church should I attend? So you go to a church. How do I know that God wants me to be a part of this church? Have you been there? You visit the church and you keep visiting. How do you finally decide this is where God wants me to be? It's good to know that. Because once you know that this is where God wants you to be, no matter what's going on, if you stay put, you're going to prosper. Because God's hand will reach out to you and bless you. But you need to know. I've come to the place where in my mind I think, well, God, in my prayer, please don't take it, don't be offended. It's just the way I, I deal with God. God, I want you to give me only those that you're sending to us. Amen. If you're not sending them to me, and I decide to keep them, I'll pay the price for it. Right? But if they go where they're supposed to be, God's going to bless them. But if God calls you to be here, and you're somewhere else, you're going to suffer. So stay here. <laughs> Amen. So that's what we need to know. But let me tell you this. God puts a premium on hearing His voice. And let me let you know this also. God wants to speak to every one of you. You may not know that, but I'm going to show you from the Word. God wants to speak to you. God wants to guide you. No matter who you are, God wants to talk to you. That's who He is. When He created Adam, He fellowshiped with Adam constantly before the fall. He was there with him all the time. After the fall, He was down there for more talk. With Adam. God hasn't changed. If you are his child, he wants to spend time with you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to give you guidance. He wants to direct your life. But until you know how, my people perish for lack of knowledge. You need to know so that you know how God's going to lead you. How does God speak? How do I know that God's speaking to me in this situation? When attacks come into your life, maybe problems, sicknesses, or whatever it is, and you're thinking, what's going to happen to me? How do I know the path to take? These things are very important. And Christians need to know this. God puts a premium to hearing His voice. He says in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 30, and I'm introducing what I'm going to be sharing with you, a lot of things I want to share with you, a lot of people think they're hearing from God, but they're not hearing from God. And they've tried to push it. Because they, don't, they have never really developed how to hear from God. You need to hear from God. It's not how you feel. It's whether God is speaking. That's the important thing. I need to know God is speaking to me. And God doesn't require you to be perfect to speak to you. He wants to speak to his children. That's the way he is. He truly wants to speak to his children. He puts a premium on conversing with you, fellowshipping with you, talking to you, giving you direction, telling you, son, you shouldn't go there. 
These things are so important. He says in Deuteronomy 4 verse 30, beginning from verse 32, he said, For ask now concerning the days that are past. You may ask now concerning, he was talking about the children of Israel. This is uh, in Deuteronomy after they left Egypt. He says, Which were before you since the day that God created man on the earth. And ask from one end of heaven to the other. Ask everywhere. Ask whether any great thing like this has happened. What great thing is he talking about? Any great thing like this. Go ask. Go from one end of heaven to the other end of heaven. Ask, ask the people if they've ever seen something like this. If they've ever seen this great thing happening. Or anything like it have been heard. Have you ever heard something like this? This is what he's saying in verse 30. Did any people ever hear the voice of God speaking out? That's what he's talking about. That's very important to God. Did any people ever hear the voice of God? Speaking out of the midst of the fire. As you have heard. Have you ever heard anything like that? That's what God is saying. And they lived. Thank God today you can hear his voice and still be alive. Amen. But that only happened to the children of Israel. God said, you don't understand the kind of people you are. You're different from the rest of them. Go, go all over the world. Ask them. They've never heard me speak like you've heard me speak. They've never. So he puts a premium to hear his voice. He's so important to God. And you as a child of God, you must put a premium on that. I've got to hear God's voice. And I'm going to talk about it because there are some Christians that are going from uh, uh, pillar to post waiting to hear God's voice. You have to be careful. And that's why this message is to give you understanding what to expect and what not to do. So you don't get in trouble. Because a lot of Christians have gotten in trouble wanting to hear the voice of God. And Satan says, you really want to hear the God's voice? You want the bass type or the treble type? <laughs> so you, you go trying to hear, he knows to give you the real bass. So we need to know how. Did any people ever hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire, as you have heard and lived? Or did God ever try to go and take for himself a nation from the, from the midst of another nation by trial, by signs, by wonders, by war, by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, and by great terror, according to all that the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your eyes. Now think about this. That's what Jesus did for us. He came into our world, amen? He came into our world. That's what God did. And God wants to speak to you. He came into the United States to take a people for himself called Christians. Amen. Within a nation, he gets his own nation. People who are standing for him, representing him in the nation. So if you are born again, God took you out of your nation and formed another nation within that nation, in that nation, and left you there as an ambassador for him. That's what it is. And an ambassador needs to hear from his boss. Amen? Constantly. You need to hear from your boss, the one who sent you. When they bring questions to you, they say, now nah, I've got to talk to the president who made me an ambassador so I know what I can tell you. 
And when you've heard from your boss, you speak with confidence. You say, this is what we are going to do for your nation, and this is how it's going to go. And they say, yeah, yeah. That's what this is all about. God came to get a nation for himself out of another nation to bring a people unto himself. But they have to hear his voice. He puts a premium on that. Amen? So we need to learn how to hear his voice. Let me just make it very simple. In Romans chapter 8 verse 14, he tells us this. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. As many as are led by what? By the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. It's hearing and being led by the Spirit of God that qualifies you to be a child of God, according to that scripture. Read it. That's not coming from me. It's as many as are led. By the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life is what qualifies you as a child of God. That means you as a Christian must decide, I have to be led by God, according to the Scriptures. So if you are going to be led by God, He makes me to lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside the still. If you are going to be led by God, you must believe the scriptures and allow God to lead you. Because if God's not leading you, you are not living as a child of God. You see how important this is now? I've got to be led by God. But how do I know to be led by God? How do I know God's leading me to do this? To go into this business, to take this job, to move my family from this city to another city, to be in this church, to marry this person, to go to this school, pursue this career. How do I know? Because you need to be led by God. God is put it there in the scriptures. If you are led by him, then you are truly his son or his daughter. God sees all of us as sons. Amen. In the kingdom of God. But that's the way it is. You need to understand that Christians are not designed to be led by prophets. A lot of people are running all over the world waiting for prophets to to prophesy to them, to give them direction. There's a place for that. But God did not create us in Christ to be led by prophecy. Or prophets. We'll talk about where, the place of that. There's a place for that. And we'll talk about how that works. We'll talk about in the future, why is it that when we come to church, we have prophecy, we don't have prophecy, we have healings, we don't have healings. What's really going on? Does God really want to do these things? Who's holding it back? We'll be talking about, I'm going to be very open with you guys. What's going on? Because I've been in this nest, that's how I spent some time this is, and God opened my eyes, what's really happening? And I want to share with you. Why do we have miracles when people go out to preach the gospel among the unsaved? 
Have you ever asked questions like, why is God healing the unsaved? And you got so many sick people in church? And you wonder, well, why is he healing them? And in church, we got problems? Does he love the unsaved more? I'll tell you why he's doing it. And what's holding it, from what I've, I believe God revealed to me this week, in the church. So we know. You know, the Bible says, so that they may understand with their heart, see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and turn. In other words, position themselves, and I shall heal them. Christians don't know how to position themselves. Because of everything that's going on, everything that we're hearing, and everything that's contrary. When we came in at first, there was just purity, no knowledge, all we know was the word, and whatever the word says, that's what. But then, you have people who are more mature in Christ, supposedly, and they're telling us things, and giving us their experiences, and what they've been through. So we now combine God's word with their experiences, and now look at where we found us. I mean, I'm just talking to you, I'm talking to me as well. Amen. I've had to be able to free myself. How does God lead? Amen. We're going to be talking about all of these things as we go on into this series. And what's really happening in the body of Christ? Why so many people have no confidence? And they're running back and forth trying to gain some confidence. Whereas this thing is right before them. They're looking for the spectacular. But this, the supernatural is right there. But they're going for the spectacular. God uses the spectacular. But that's not always his ways. He does this whenever he wants. You can't go after that. You got to learn to be led. This church is going to be transformed. Can I hear an amen? amen. Because people here are going to become spiritual people. I mean, not talk, I'm not talking about flaky, spiritual, and all that kind of stuff. You know. We're talking about confidence in God. That comes from the inside. Where you know God is with me. No matter what's going on, I don't need anybody to prophesy. If God chooses to prophesy through them, I'm fine. <laughs> I'll receive that and add, put, put it to the, what, all, what I already have in my, in my baggage. I'll put that in to help me. But you know what God's doing in your life. Amen? That's what this is all about. And I believe that the Spirit of God is going to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Can I hear an amen? God will open your eyes so you know the hope of your calling. And you will know the power that is inside of you. Because you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It's so important. If you haven't made a decision for Christ, if you have not allowed the Holy Spirit to come and indwell your spirit, you're going to miss out on this. You need to let that. Give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. He died for you so he can have you. Amen? So it's as many as are led by the Spirit of God these are the sons of God. Jesus himself said in, in John chapter 10, verse 4, he says, my sheep, they'll know my voice. I used to wonder about it. How do I know God's voice? I know Angela's voice. I know Omar's voice. I know all, but how could I tell when it's God speaking and with what accent, you know? Is he going to speak in American accent? Or how do I know? <laughs> oh, yeah. For me, it's got to be a Nigerian accent. It's just not going to fall. <laughs> oh, yeah. But God wants to speak. That's who he is. He's always wanting to talk to us. Let me show you something. All God has ever done is talk. I'm talking about the Father. 
all he's ever done. Think about it. All God has ever done is talk. That's how he created the world. He sits there, he does it, just talk. If he wants something done, he talks. That's who he is. And if he's going to fellowship with you, that's how he does it. He'll talk. That's all he We need to know how to understand and hear him. Your life will never be the same when you know, learn how to hear him. I know the difference. Because God will begin to take you to another place. And he wants to work with everyone. Everyone who is willing. Jesus said, I will turn no one away. I will accept everyone. Amen? So he says, my sheep will hear my voice. Now, the question is, how does God lead? I always like to add, I'm glad you asked. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27... It says, the spirit of a man, notice the word spirit right there, okay? It's not capital. Okay? That's your spirit. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord. The spirit of a man is what? The lamp of the Lord. Is the lamp. In your life, God has a lamp. And that lamp is your spirit. Another word for the spirit is your heart. When you hear the word, when the Bible uses the word heart, he's actually saying your spirit. That's the core of your being. That's who you really are. The core of your being. That's your spirit. And the word of God is saying here in Proverbs 20 verse 27 that the spirit of a man is the lamp of God. The lamp of the Lord. Searching all the inner depths of his heart. So that's the lamp. God knows he's going to know everything that's going on there. How you're feeling. What's going on there. It's your spirit. That's God's lamp. Now Psalm 18 and verse 28. It says, for you will light my lamp. So what is it? What lamp? That's your spirit. For you will light my lamp, the Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. So your spirit is the tool that God uses to guide you and to lead you. To enlighten you. When you are confused about what to do, what decision to do, He brings light to the lamp because that your spirit is his lamp. So to open your eyes and to reveal the darkness to help you make the right decision he puts light into your spirit. Everybody understand where I'm going? That's how he directs you. So basically you don't want to go for the what people call the spectacular. Because that's not how God really guides you. He may choose to do that. But if he's going to light your lamp and give you directions so you know exactly what to do, he's going to go through your spirit. Have you heard about the still small voice? It's not spectacular. That's where a lot of people are missing God. They're thinking, well, I'm in the service. And all of a sudden, I heard this booming voice. It doesn't work that way. That's flesh. 
He may choose to walk that way to get your attention. But if you're looking for it for the next, another day, you'll be waiting for a long time. He's a person. When I talk to you, I don't always... I guess I'm yelling this morning. I can't say that. <laughs> but when you make conversation with your friend or your, your family member, you don't, you're not always yelling, right? You talk. That's who God is. He calls you his friend. Amen. So he, he speaks to you by your spirit. And so that's what is happening in the church. People are looking for the spectacular. They're waiting for a, a special dream. So they can talk about this special dream. They are waiting for some kind of a vision that they, they received from the Lord. And then they can talk about that and hang everything on the vision. But your vision is not going to tell you what job to get. It's going to deal with only just one thing. Your vision that was so powerful is not going to tell you what church to go to. And if, it's, if that's what the case is, after you've, you've gone to the church, then what next? What are you going to do next? You're going to wait for another vision? You walk around with visions every day, people will run away from you. He's crazy. <laughs> so it's your spirit that God uses to, to direct you. And we need to understand First, that you are a spirit. And when you were born, you were born with a dead spirit. Not dead in the sense that it's dead the way we know, dead. It's a spirit, you know, dead people don't respond, right? You're dead in the sense that you cannot really respond to God. God cannot talk to your spirit. He can't, do, he can't communicate. Dead people don't respond. Dead people don't hear. So when you are not born again, God cannot direct you through your dead spirit. He can't speak to your dead spirit. You need your spirit to come alive. That's the born again experience. You are truly a spirit. But that spirit needs to be born again, come alive to God, so that God can communicate with that spirit that was dead. It's like a resurrection. God gives you a new spirit. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Well, if you look at the guy outside, if he's bald, he's still bald. It's just inside that he's a new creature. If he has blue eyes, his eyes will still be blue. If his eyes change, I'll run. But it's on the inside. Your spirit needs to come alive. Because you need that newborn spirit for God to be able to direct and guide your life for the things that he prepared for you before you came into this world. You need that spirit to come alive. We need you to be born again. God needs you to be born again for your spirit to come alive so that he can walk through you and direct you and bless you and bless your family. He says, in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So God's idea of family is a blessed family. That's what God wants. But He can't bless your family if your spirit is dead. He can't communicate with your spirit. So the thing we need to know is that you are a spirit. You are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in your body. Your body is where you live. 
But God will not guide you through your body. God will not guide you through your soul. He will only guide you through your spirit. Your spirit is God's lamp. That's where he will deal with you. And I have so many scriptures I want to share with you to prove, just to show you this is what it is. Now the thing is, it's not a, to struggle about this, but just listen to your spirit. We're coming to that. And you see how God will speak to you and give you direction, turn your life around. When I say God spoke to me and I wrote it down, I didn't hear no audible voice. It is coming from my spirit. And it's going to come. And, and I believe he's been talking to you. You just didn't recognize it. But I want you to know how to recognize it. So you can write these things down. And then watch it come to pass. Amen? That's what this is all about. So if you are not born again this morning, turn your life to God. Because God has an assignment for you. You've been missing out on his assignment for your life. You may say, well, I don't know if God really He knows who you are. He knows where you live. He knows what's been happening in your life. And he is very interested because you, were, you carry the image of his son. And he's that interested in your life. And he wants to change the negative things in your life. Turn them to the positive so that he gets glory. That's the God that we serve. He'll show you how to do what's right. Amen? So he wants to guide you. Now listen to Philipp, Philipp, uh, Philippians verse one, uh, chapter 1, verse 23 and 24. Paul was speaking. He says, For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better, nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. And then Paul added, having this confidence that you really need me, I am also confident that I'm going to be alive with you. I'm not going anywhere yet. But whether Paul departs to be with the Lord, or he stays in his flesh and stays with the Corinthian Christian, he's still alive. It's just a question of location where he lives. So your body is not the real you. The real you is your spirit. And that spirit needs to have the nature of God, born again. And so Paul says, I want to depart. I like to depart. I want to be with Christ. Notice he didn't say, that will be better for me. He says, that will be far better. Hear it. Far better. To depart and be with God, he leaves his body here, and he departs to be with God. So your body and your spirit, they're two different things. Your spirit is the real you. Your body is where the spirit lives. When you die, or when you depart from the body, the body dies. For because your spirit is what gives life to your body. And it's that spirit that God wants to direct your life through. Because that's the one that looks like him. Not your body. We were made in God's image. And God is a spirit. Spirit talking to spirit. Deep calling out to deep. That's how God wants to guide you. Now, please don't take it as if this is really deep. How am I going to get it? No, it's that simple. You're making it too deep. It's that simple. If you're a child of God, he wants to lead you. Yes, he wants to lead you. He wants to speak to you. But you're not expecting anything. Or you don't even know when he's speaking to you. You're like Samuel. 
When God said to Samuel, 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 he runs to Eli and says, you're calling me. Yeah, no, I'm not. He goes back again and God says, well, he's calling me again. He always tells me he's not, but he's, I can hear his voice. He runs to Eli and Eli says, no, I'm not calling you. And he goes back. I'm sure Samuel is all confused. What's going on? I've never heard a night like this. What's going on? And so he goes back again and the, prop, the priest says, oh my goodness, he's hearing that voice that I've heard. Amen. He's hearing that voice. And he told him, just go. When he speaks, speak back to him. He'll talk to you. That was the first time Samuel received word from God. And the day he heard God's voice, his life changed. He became a mighty prophet in the land. God's going to speak to you. Amen? Every one of you. Can I hear an amen? Every one of you. Nobody's excluded. Unless you want to exclude yourself. Young and old. If you're a child of God, he wants to speak to you. There are no class. This guy is here. He's more spiritual. No. If you're a child, he wants to speak to you. If you're born again, you're spiritual. Can I hear an amen? And he wants to talk to you. So there is a difference between your spirit and your body. Next week, I will talk about the difference between your soul and your spirit. Because a lot of people cannot separate them. Most preachers in the early, early time, they, they just talked about the soul and the spirit as if they're one. They are different. And we need to recognize that. Amen? Bow your heads with me this morning. So we continue with this series. If God touched you with this spirit, make sh- this what we're hearing today, make sure you're here. Next Sunday, I have a friend coming in to minister here. My friend Daniel Bernard, who was my best man. But the Sunday after, I'm going to continue. If you are not able to be in church for any reason, get that tape. And listen to it. Because I'm, I'm, I'm laying a foundation that I believe God's going to use to bless our church. To minister to people. So be here. Unless something serious happens, be sure you are in church. Because when you present yourself before God's word, God will begin to do something new in your life. You are clean because of the words that I've spoken to you. Bow your heads with me this morning. Remember what I just said. God communicates with you through his spirit. If your spirit has not welcomed the presence of God's spirit... And today you're saying, I want that. I want God's spirit to come and inhabit my spirit. If that's you, why don't you put your hand, all eyes closed. Put your hand up quickly and put it down. Quickly. Thank you. Thank you. Why don't you be sincere with God? Thank you. I see see that hand. Thank you very much. And let God come into your life today. And because of what you've done, as you humble yourself, notice what the scripture says. God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. Sometimes we are too proud for our own good. Why don't you humble yourself before the Lord and be a child once before God? God, this is me. I don't understand everything. I need you. I need you. I need you in my life. I'm going to give you another opportunity. If that's you, why don't you put your hand up? Because I'm going to pray for you. Put your hand up quickly and put it right down. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, you saw those hands. 
And they are crying now because they want more of you. And I know you will not disappoint them. That's what your word said. Those who call on your name will not be disappointed. You will not disappoint them. Reveal yourself to them in the fashion that you recognize in your creation as you created them so that they can understand it was you speaking to them. Fill your spirit with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand up with me this morning. I'm going to let the church know, the Ark Fellowship, God is taking us to another level. Amen? There are seasons in life. There are seasons in life. One season closes and a new one begins. We are in a new season. I believe that we're going to be seeing signs and wonders when this series is finished. God's going to be healing. And there's, there are no limits. It doesn't matter what you got. But we all need to bind together to do work for God. That's what He wants. Amen? You and I, together, as brothers and sisters, doing the work of our Father, if we agree together as a church that we are going for our Father's work, not pastor's work, that's just my place, my job, my place here in your body, the house of God. You have your place. If we will bind together, we will do God's work. You watch what God is going to do among us. Watch what's going to happen to your finances. Watch what's going to happen in your home, your children, your education. Watch what God will do. If you agree with me, would you lift your hands up this morning to the Lord and say, God, I'm going to be part of that. I'm going to be part of that. I'm a part of that. I want to see what you will do with this body. I'm going to be a part of it. I'm going to pray for the body. I'm going to be a part, active part. Tell me what to do. I'm ready. I'm ready to see this new move of God in this body. As we reach out not only to Houston, Calvert, everywhere. There's a new news article in uh, Robinson County about the new church in Calvert. I have it in my office. God's doing a great work. Amen. Father, we thank you. We, we surrender our lives to you today. We are in a new day. A day that you have made. And your word says we will rejoice and be glad in it. We are in a new day. Say with me, I am in a new day. It's the day of the Lord. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I will be blessed in it. No curse will rest upon my life. I am free. I am free. I am free. Nothing can hold me down. I'm free. Pastor Andy, come and close the service, please. More than anything else, Lord. We want to be led by your Spirit. Lord, we want to hear your voice clearly. Not only within the ministry of the church, but Lord, in our everyday life. 
And Lord, in the coming weeks, Lord, we just submit ourselves to you. And we'll, we will hear and we will respond. God, I thank you. Lord, I pray today, Lord, that your blessings will rest upon each and every family, each and every individual that's here. Lord, may your peace just uh, be with them as they go to their homes and their residence, oh God. I ask, Lord God, that you would just uh, bless their week. I pray, Lord, pray, Lord God, that you would just, uh, well, Lord, we look forward to coming back and being in your house this coming Wednesday, Lord, and the following Sunday, Lord. We just thank you for the honor and privilege that we can come to be with you. We praise you, Lord. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. God bless you. You're dismissed.